Welcome to the Growing in Love for Life podcast, where it's all about saving and strengthening your marriage and creating the relationship you really deserve and want to have. And now, from growinginloveforlife.com, relationship and marriage coach and best-selling author, your host, Liam Naden. This is episode two of the Growing in Love for Life podcast. And welcome, it's Liam Naden here. I'm thrilled to have you join me. And in this episode, we're going to try and answer the question, can your marriage be saved? You know, I'm approached by people all the time who are, who are really struggling with their marriage and who are facing the end of their marriage. And the first question they ask me often is, you know, is it actually possible to save my marriage? Is it too far gone? You know, even if I put in some effort, is it really going to be worth it? How do I know I can actually save my marriage? And the fact is for many people, and it may be your situation as well, that you've probably put in a lot of effort already to try and save it, to try and do things to get your your spouse to come back to you and to stay with you. I mean, you know, you might be in the situation where your spouse is determined they're going to leave. They might have even left already. So, and you might also be thinking you've tried everything. Maybe you've tried counselling. Maybe you've you've sat down and talked for maybe even hours with your spouse about how can you get back together and get your marriage working properly and, and avoid divorce, which is obviously what you really want to do. And the problem is people often get to a place of despair or... In fact, what is even worse, they even they can sometimes get to a place where they just simply accept that they can't save their marriage. They almost resign themselves to it. And if you're in that place where you've actually given up or you don't know what to do, um, then it's a, it's not a good place to be, is it? And you get to that point and you think, you know, can my really can my marriage really be saved? I've tried tried so many things and they haven't worked. Maybe I should just give up. Well, what I want to give you in this podcast are some ideas on how to how to work through that despair and that maybe frustration that you have to really come to the right decision about whether your marriage can be saved and what you can do about it to save it. Now, here's the good news. If you're asking yourself, yourself can your marriage be saved, then the truth is if there's just one person, either you or your spouse, who wants to save the marriage, then you can save it. It doesn't require both of you, but it does require the commitment of one person. And I'm guessing that you're listening because you're probably that person. You're probably the person who does want, on some level, to save your marriage. So that's the good news, is you really can. If you're, if you're willing and prepared to do the right things and do what it takes and commit to saving it, really, you've got a very, very good chance of, of uh, saving it. Now, this is true even if you think you've tried everything, and... There's a very famous um, marketing guru called Jay Abraham, and I remember, this is a bit of a story to give you an analogy. I remember him talking about businesses and businesses that were failing, and what he'd do is he'd sit down with people who were in a failing business, and he'd say, okay, so what have you tried? And they'd say, look, we've tried everything to make our business work. We've just done everything. And then he'd say to them, okay, so just name the top 100 things that you've tried to save your business. And of course the people would say, oh, uh, well, I don't think we've done a hundred things. Okay, well, and then he'd say, well, just name just name 50 things that you've tried then. And then, he, then there'd be a silence again. And, 
and they'd say, well, we can't think of 50 things. Okay, well, can you think of 10 things that you've done? And then people would sort of begin to sort of say, tentatively give a few examples of things that they've tried. Now I can see, I'm sure you can see how this relates to relationships because when people say they've tried everything, have they actually tried everything? And I'm asking you that question, have you tried everything? What are, what are 100 different things that you've tried to save your marriage and to make it work? Now I'm not trying to say this, I'm not saying this try and make you feel bad or to put you down or in any way or to make me sound so great and superior but what I'm just trying to say is the fact is there is a solution to every problem and your marriage falling apart is just a problem there is a solution there but you just need to be motivated enough to keep going until you find the answer so the question really is not so much can your marriage be saved because if you want it to, then it can be. The question really is, how motivated are you to save it? So this, then it comes really down to the question, doesn't it, of just keeping going till you find the right answer. And through this podcast and through some of the other things I do, I want to help you, hopefully give you some of the right answers that you might not have been, well, that you probably haven't found up until now. So it really is just a question of finding out what works. Okay, I'm sure you'd agree that's pretty logical. So the next question is, all right, Liam, okay, so I know that I can save my marriage and I know it's just about finding what works. So what does work? That's all I need to know. What works? Well, I'll give you a clue here. And the clue is to realize that what creates real change in people and relationships, and that's what you're looking for, isn't it? You're looking for a change in your relationship and a change in the way you and your spouse are interacting. So what creates that change, what's going to create that change for you is all to do with emotions and feelings. It's not to do with logic. In other words, if you want to change your partner and if you want to change yourself and you want to change your relationship, you're going to have to change the feelings that are involved in your relationship. Now you might think that's pretty pretty logical, but the problem is this isn't what happens most of the time when we try and solve the problems in our relationship. Because the truth is people behave the way they do. I mean, you and your spouse are at each other's throats or you're not talking or you're looking at splitting up because of the, the way you feel. Okay, and people behave the way they do for the feelings they get, not for any logical reasons. And the simple reason why your marriage is failing is that you're no longer meeting the emotional needs of each other. And normally one person has, is more strongly motivated to end the marriage than the other. And they're the ones whose emotional needs are being met even less. So if you think your spouse wants to leave you, think about their emotional needs. You know, Are they being met in your marriage? I'll guarantee they're not. That's the only reason they want to leave is because their emotional needs aren't being met. In other words, they just don't feel good. They don't get the feelings that they want. And the truth is, your spouse, your husband or your wife, probably just doesn't feel good around you. I mean, that, I'm sure that's the case. Okay, now when you understand that people do things for emotional reasons and for the feelings they get, not for logical reasons, you know, you can see why people do really crazy things. And this is especially true when it comes to relationships. You know, this is why wives of multi-millionaires run off with the gardener. <laughs> now, it doesn't make any logical sense. You know, they're not getting, they're not 
getting any of their physical needs met, but they're getting their emotional needs met. And that's why people who try and use logic to get their their spouse to stay with them by saying, well, look at all the money I give you and the lifestyle I give you and, you know, you've got a nice car and we live in a nice house and, we've, you know, the kids go to a great school. You know, none of those things at the end of the day are really going to work because they're not meeting the person's emotional needs. But the problem is with most counselling and the traditional approach to solving our problems, what, what tends to happen if you want to save your marriage? You go along to a counsellor and what you're trying to do is to solve your problems, isn't it? And most of the time you're trying to do it through logical thought. So often it comes down to things like saying, right, well we've got a problem here because when she does that, that makes me feel bad. Okay, and so the approach often is to say, okay, right, well you've done that, what can you change? So I'll give you an example. Say if you're having an argument. Now traditionally you might say, well, we, you know, if you argue a lot, okay, the problem is we argue a lot, okay, so, and what, and then, so traditionally you try and analyse it and say, well, what causes the argument, what's the start of it, okay, well, it's normally when he says this, or something, or he does something like that, and that makes me feel bad, and then we start to have an argument, okay, so the problem is if you're on the other side, you know, the solution that you're often given to that is, okay, you, you the, if you're the person who starts the behaviour that upsets the other person, you're often told, don't behave that way. But the problem is, that's a logical answer to something that you don't know, you, you probably don't know why you actually behave that way, because you're, you're responding yourself emotionally, which is causing you to behave in that certain way. And the other big problem is that it's very difficult when you're in an argument or when you're feeling in, a, in an upset emotional state to remember what to do. You know, if you've been given some solution, some logical solution, so if he does that, you do this. Or if she says that, you say this. But you can't remember that. You don't remember all that sort of thing when you're in the emotional situation at the time. You can't rely on your logic because there's a different part of your brain that's operating when you're in an emotional state and you're, you're in a reactionary state. You're reacting to, the, to your feelings and to what's going on in the situation. Another example, when you think of your wife, or, or say, say your husband, talking to women now, say your husband is having an affair. Now, when you think of that, that's going to put you into an emotional state and you're obviously going to be upset by it. And that's going to cause you to do things to express how upset you are. But you can logically say to yourself, okay, now if I do that, um, it's only going to make matters worse because I'm reacting to the situation. But you can logically, so you can logically say, well, I should do something else. And you, you know what to do. Maybe you've worked out what you should do that wouldn't create that, that's, it wouldn't make things worse. But the thing is you don't do it because you're not operating from a logical part of your brain, you're operating from an emotional part of your brain. So what I'm really getting at <clears throat> is if you want to save your marriage, what you've got to do is you've got to see how you can affect in a positive way the emotions of your spouse. And that's why you know that you can save your marriage because you know that you can affect their emotions. You can cause them to feel in a certain way. Now at the moment, 
the way you're behaving and the way they're behaving and the whole situation is causing them to have negative emotional feelings towards you. I'm sure that's the case. Okay, for you know, for example, uh, the other day I spoke to somebody who said to me how he and his wife they're you know in the the final stages of of separation if you like it's a very tragic situation but um, and he he made an interesting comment when he said that his wife said to him that she used to like the way he was but now everything he did irritated her now that's really interesting when you think about it because in other words he was causing her to feel emotional feelings and really that was the reason they were splitting up was she was just irritated and she didn't feel good around him so you know you have the power in your situation to make your spouse feel bad because that's probably what you're doing right now so all you have to do if you really want to save your marriage is you just have to replace all of your spouse's negative feelings towards you you have to replace those with positive ones in other words instead of making them feel bad around you or them feeling bad around you you just have to fi figure out a way that they will feel good around you and honestly if your spouse feels good around you no, there's no way they're going to to leave so I know what you're thinking now you're thinking well can this actually be done well of course it can and you know psychology has proven that we've all got the power to influence the way others think and feel and if you don't believe this just look at advertising because advertisers use this all the time they use specific tools and techniques and ways to get you feel good about their product and you know you're you're always also using the same tools and techniques you're just not aware of it on a on a conscious level but you're using the same techniques to make other people feel the way they do when you interact with them when you create when you cause some feelings and with your spouse at the moment of course it's negative feelings isn't it so it would be great if you could consciously make your spouse feel good around you and we're not, we're not talking here about mind control or manipulating them or you know doing anything like that because this is just what we do naturally anyway this is just using these ideas consciously in a way where you're going to be able to help them to feel good rather than to feel bad so I hope I've shown to you that you can save your marriage a if you want to and b if you're prepared to, to do whatever it takes to figure out how you can make your spouse have positive feelings about you okay so now that you know you can save your marriage there are really only two things you need to do and these are very important and a lot of people skip over these things and it's why it never really works so the first thing you need to do is you need to decide whether or not you actually really want to save your marriage now this sounds a bit of an odd question to some people but it's normally the first thing that I I uh, talk to people about when they come to me and say you know they really want to save their marriage the, the first thing I say is well you know really do you really want to save your marriage or are you just saying that because I said right at the beginning you know you've got to be prepared to do whatever it takes and to try lots of different things till you figure out the right thing to do to save your marriage so you know it's possible but do you have that level of commitment and really the only way you're going to know whether you have got that level of commitment and I'm not saying it necessarily by the way needs to be difficult to save your marriage because once you find the right things to do the, to be honest the hard thing 
the difficult thing is finding the right things to do and you might have to look at a whole lot of different things to uh, figure out what's going to work but the good thing is you're here and I've already figured, <laughs> figured out lots of things that don't work and I've isolated and identified what really does work at a basic level to save people's marriages but so it because you're here it's not going to be a, a lot of hard work but so that's not really the question the question is is the question really is is being in this marriage in your best interests in your own best interests in other words why do you want to save your marriage why do you really want to be in this marriage and this is really a, an area for a, for a whole, we could do a whole podcast just on this question we may at a later date but but just to give you a bit of a feeling for this and to give you some important information you know this isn't about being selfish but it, at the end of the day the most important thing and the most important reason why you're in a marriage is to meet your own emotional needs and as I said, that's not being selfish because if you can't meet your own emotional needs, there's no way you can meet anyone else's. And that includes your spouse and also your children. And you know, on the on the on the topic of children, people often stay together for the sake of the children. But but if you've got children, if you're thinking, well, you know, I want to stay together just for their sake, you know, you need to think: is it actually in their best interest as well to see you and your spouse in a loveless marriage? And, you know, you're setting an example for your children, aren't you? So whether you decide to leave and give up on it, or make the decision that it's not right for you, or whether you decide to, to do whatever it takes to make it work, those, those are messages that you are sending to your children as well. But, you know, it's not always best, in fact, I don't think it's best at all for children to be brought up in a loveless marriage. And, in fact, I remember talking to a, a, a chap a while ago, and he he uh, told me that his parents split up, divorced, when he was about 18, or 18 or 19. And I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And he said, well, you know, the sorriest thing of all was that they should have split up when I was about seven. And I knew, I mean, children aren't silly, are they? They know these things. He said, I knew from not long after I was seven, but I knew that they weren't happy together. And I knew that they weren't suited, and you know, I really couldn't work out why they were together. And it made my my um, upbringing not very pleasant at all to be brought up by two people who actually just hated each other. And when I was about 18, they finally divorced, and they said to me, "Just to let you know, we've decided to to split up, to divorce, but we stayed. We were, we felt we probably should have split up when you were about seven or eight. But the reason we didn't." was because we wanted to keep the family together. Now that actually backfired on that couple big time because he felt nothing but resentment to them actually for having stuck together. He thought it was a ridiculous idea to stay together and be miserable for all those years when you didn't didn't want to be there, when you didn't love each other. And he said, you know, I would have been much happier if they were happier. And that's what I'm coming back to as well, that it's, you know, if you meet your needs first in a marriage, you're going to be able to meet everyone else's, including your children's needs as well. So it's something you need to think about. And maybe you, in, in asking yourself the question, is your marriage worth saving and do you really want to be in your marriage? Maybe you should think about, if you were, if your children were in the same situation, you know, maybe one of your children, if they're young, think, to, think forward to when they're an adult and, th and imagine them coming to you and saying, Mum or Dad, 
you know, I'm in this marriage and I'm not happy, what should I do? What would you tell them to do? Would one of the things that you tell them to do be to stick it out um, even for the sake of their children even though you didn't love each other? Would would one of the things you do to say to one of the things you say to them to do would be to stay with that person even though you didn't love love them or would you be saying to them you know the most important thing is for you to be happy and you've got to do whatever it takes now of course you know the other way of looking at it is of course your marriage you know I'm not saying here you should you should end your marriage at all I'm just trying to help you come to some clear conclusions and really some clear commitment that if you decide to stay, you, that you really are going to do whatever it takes. So what, another way to do this is think back to the happy times of your marriage, and let's we're assuming here there were some, you know, maybe early on in your relationship, and think, are these times that you would like to recreate again? So you've got to be really honest with yourself here and say, you know, were they really good times? Did I actually really enjoy those times? Or, and this is what a lot of people do, or was I actually not that happy, but I was living, if you like, through rose-coloured spectacles and thinking, you know, things aren't that great, but, but they can be, or they will be, or I'll make them good. Or, you know, one day we're going to be happy if we just keep working at it. So this requires you to be really honest with yourself, as I've said, and say, have you ever really been happy in this marriage? Now hopefully, well, you know, it would be great if you have. And most people can point to some time when, yeah, they were just wonderfully happy. And that's great news, because that's going to mean that you can recreate those feelings again. But, it's, but it is really worth, worth asking yourself that question if you actually have it, ever have been truly happy. Okay, so once you've decided whether or not you really want to save your relationship, whether it's really worth it to you, then the great thing is, all you need to do is to start to figure out what you can do to get your spouse feeling good about you, again, and obviously you feeling good about them. Okay, now this is, you know, it, it's pretty simple and pretty obvious, but there are, but it's not necessarily easy. Because one of the things you're first going to have to do is you're going to deal with, have to, you're going to have to find a way to deal with all the hurt that you're feeling. Because maybe, I'm sure they've done a lot to hurt you and you've probably done a lot to hurt them. So there's, there's a lot of hurt there. But once you can start to overcome the feelings of hurt, and I've got lots of ideas to help you on that, and we, I cover this in my personal coaching, and I also will probably be covering it again in later podcasts, but once you can start to deal with the feelings of hurt and move beyond that and say, all right, well, I know there's hurt there, but if I continue to feel hurt and if I continue to act this way and if we continue to have the same feelings, then nothing's ever going to change. You know, the, the relationship, the marriage is doomed. Okay, so what you have to do is you have to, as I said, try and figure out how you can change the energy in your marriage, how you can get your spouse to feel a bit better about you. And you might be thinking at this point, oh, well, you know, that's all very well. But what about them changing their behavior? You know, I mean, up until maybe you've been feeling, up until now, you've been the one putting in all the, the positive energy, trying and trying to put it in, you're not getting anything back. Well, you might have been putting a lot of energy in, and you might have behaving in what you thought was the right way. But it obviously wasn't the right way, because they didn't feel the good emotions you wanted them to feel. I hope that makes sense. 
Okay, so even so, so what you have to do is you have to start. You have to put that aside, and you have to say, okay, I'm going to figure out, and I'm going to do this in a way where I'm really going to observe them, and I'm going to figure out how I can make them feel good, or if not good, then at least a bit better than they are at the moment. So that becomes your mission. So it's not about thinking, well, I think this would be a good idea, and then getting resentful if they don't respond in the way that you expect. No, you you have to keep changing your approach and, and until you find things that actually do create a positive effect. And as I say, they might be things that you're going to have to overcome your feelings of hurt about. You're going to have to overcome your feelings of resentment that they're not putting in the same effort as you. But if you can start to chip away, then you're going to start to send things in the right direction. Okay, so let's recap here the two things you need to do. The first thing you need to do is you really need to think about whether or not you really want to save your marriage and make a decision. And when, when I say make a decision, just say, that is it, I am determined one way or another. Yes, this marriage is worth saving and I'm going to save it and I'm, I'm not going to accept anything less than that. Or of course, on the other hand, you might say, well, I've really been honest with myself. No, this marriage isn't right for me. I'm going to end it. But end it in an amicable way. Okay, and the second thing you need to do if you decide you do want to save this marriage and you're committed to saving it, is you've got to start to identify some ways to make your partner feel good, as we've said. So what I'm suggesting here, this isn't about huge dramatic changes, because often those things, or usually they don't work anyway, but it's about finding small things. So I'm not suggesting, you know, you, you book a, a around-the-world cruise thinking that's going to solve your problems. Because remember, this is about feelings. So they you could take them around the world, but it's not necessarily going to change the way they feel. So the thing to do is just to start with small things. And don't expect any dramatic results. You know, don't don't look for wonderful feedback. If they're not giving you immediate and great feedback, that doesn't mean give up and just say, well, I'm fed up, because then you're putting negative emotion back into it. So it might just be little things. So the way to do that is think back, and again, I talked about this in the last podcast, think back to times when you were able to make your partner feel good, and think about some of those things that you're not doing anymore, and see if you can do those again. So they're going to be very little things. It might be just a smile. It might be just showing some consideration for them. It might be asking them asking them their opinion on something. It might be putting aside something that you want to do because there's something that they want to do. So just start small. Just as I say, don't expect dramatic results to start with. But you know, even if you're just breaking the pattern of some of the hurt that's going on in your relationship. In other words, you know. Just stop yourself from reacting to to them making a hurtful comment. You know, remove yourself from the situation. So if they if they you know if they come at you with an argument, you know, don't be the la- the one who has to have the last word. You know, don't make it a question of point scoring, or whatever it might be. So just really think, what's some little things I can do just that are going to make subtle changes that are going to start to open the door, if you like, to let a little bit of the light in and soften the energy between us and make them start to feel less resentful towards me and maybe even good around me. 
And if you can start to do that, you're going to start to shift the energy. And believe me, these things tend to snowball as well. And you'll find after a while, if you can just keep doing more of this and more of this, things are going to turn around. So unfortunately, we've run out of time. I hope this has given you a few ideas. If you do decide your marriage is worth fighting for and you really are committed to saving it, there's a few other things that I've, I've got that I think could help you. First off, if you haven't already, I encourage you to go to my website, which is growinginloveforlife.com, and download my free report, which is the five key things to save your marriage now. That'll give you some immediate strategies as well. Also, I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast. And... Um, I also offer private coaching. If you're interested in that and, and interested in, in really honing in on your situation and getting some dramatic results, you can always email me at liam, L-I-A-M, at growinginloveforlife.com and I can tell you about that. And our blog, which is growinginloveforlife.com slash blog, that's where you'll find more information and updates and other things we're doing, other resources, all of these things which can help you. So I hope you found this useful. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of our time. Thanks for listening. I really hope this helps you because, you know, there's nothing more wonderful than a truly satisfying and fulfilling marriage. And I see so many examples of couples who split up and it's purely because they don't have the right information. You know, it's not that they've fallen out of love or that they're incompatible or anything terrible's happened. It's just or even if something terrible has happened, there's just some little things that they could do, there's some knowledge that they don't have that would have saved their marriage. So that's my mission, is to help you with knowledge to find the right things to save your marriage because it it really can be done. It doesn't need, no matter what's happened, you know, your relationship, if it's special, and I'm sure it is, it doesn't need to end. So I really hope this has helped you and I look forward to talking to you next time and bye for now.